You're listening to Saturdays with Emma right here on BBS Radio Channel One. Now here's Emma. Me, we are here live on the radio. Hi, Emma. And we are just—we've got some great guests this week. We've got uh, two different guests, well, three different guests, I guess, um, coming on today. If you want to talk to any of them, you can call in 888-627-6008. You can also go to bbsradio.com. That'll get you to the main page. Click on my my face, and uh, you can listen that way. And there's a little, it's called a shout box where you can uh, put in... uh, some questions or comments or just say hi, whatever you want to do. That would be awesome as well. Uh, my first guests are local musicians here in Indiana, and uh, they're from Vincennes, uh, Indiana, and they are Bill and Randy. They are awesome, and their group is called Just One More, like Just One More Song, guys. Come on, guys. Give me one more song. Um, <laughs> between them, they've got like 40 years experience in the in the music biz. I mean, these, these boys have been around a day or two, and uh, so we're going to get them right on uh, here in just a second. I want to play a little short clip. Uh, if Don's got that ready, a uh, little little sneak preview of of what the guys can do. So uh, let's roll that clip, and then we'll bring the guys on. Cool. There's the guys, and uh, let's give it up for Bill and Randy. Just one more. Hey guys, are you there? We are. Hi guys, Thanks how are you? Thank you for having us on here. We appreciate it. Oh, not a problem. You guys are awesome. You guys just crack me up. <laughs> we sure have a lot of fun. Oh yeah. So um, you guys have forty years experience between you guys. That's amazing. I saw you guys live. You know, at Brett Robling's Winery. We have to give a little plug for Brett uh, over in Lawrenceville, Illinois. Uh, Last weekend, weekend before last, something like that, Fourth of July weekend, and uh, yep. you guys was great. Had a good crowd there too. It was a great crowd. Always a great time at the Sada Winery. Oh yeah, yeah, they are yeah, we awesome. Had a really good time. I'm sorry. Yeah, we we had a really good time there. We uh, we played a little bit longer than we were supposed to because uh, nobody wanted us to leave. That's that's uh, our moniker with just one more. You know, we just keep going and going and going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Brett, and uh, that's what he said. He said, you know, I, I book them for two hours, and they usually stay three to four. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's <laughs> good. That's good, you know. So um, tell uh, me and the listeners a little bit about you guys, how you got started, you know, what what provoked all this good stuff. Okay, well, um, I mean, I've been singing since, uh, this is Bill, by the way, I, I've been singing since I was a kid, uh, probably four years old, so uh, that's been a little bit more than 20 years, but uh, um, I ended up moving into Vincennes, uh, my wife is from the Vincennes area, so I moved here, and I met Randy, uh, and I was singing at a place, and Randy saw me, and he said, hey, Bill, I play a little bit of guitar, and uh, I heard you sing, and he said, you know, we might fit well together. And I'm like, you know how many times I've heard somebody say they play a little guitar? 
So uh, he he says, well, let's get get together sometime, and, and we'll try it out. And I said, okay. So we sat down, and he started playing, and I looked over at him after about three songs. I said, you play a little guitar? <laughs> so uh, he's been playing guitar. How long have you been playing guitar, right? Oh, my gosh, for years. I started when I was probably in grade school and just learning, and then, you know, kind of took off from there and uh, loved every minute of it. Yeah, so and that was that was 10 years ago. Um, we've been playing together 10 years. First two years, we played for free. We just went around and uh, had so much fun. We played for free, and then somebody offered us money, and we said, hey, and that's, and that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Money's so, good. It helps with the gas, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You should put a sign up, play for food, you know. you, you got to keep your strength <laughs> up, boys. <laughs> So that's kind of how oh it got God. started, and then we've been going ever since. Um, we we say every year that we're going to not play as much as we did last year, and that never happens until this year, obviously, with the, the COVID-19 situation. But we've done yeah. a lot of stuff online as well, So, uh, and, and we've done a couple of fundraisers online for, for some folks here in town that needed it. So uh-huh. uh, it's been, it's been we kept, we, we're as busy as we want to be. Well, that is cool. That is cool. Well, I know that, you know, like I said, there was a really good crowd there at Brett's, and um, he's the one that, that got me, you know, to, to thinking about you guys, and uh, so he's awesome. Um, so you guys are singer-songwriters, correct? That is correct. Okay. So whenever you guys are, are working out a song, does does one of you just do the music part and the other the lyrics, or... Do you guys kind of do half and half? Because this kind of fascinates me, how you guys have all those songs in your head. You know, a lot of it's, uh, like I'll, I'll play a riff of the song or something I have come up with, and seem like we can always just sit down and come up with some words to go with it. And Bill is great at, uh, like, on the spot, coming up with uh, lyrics to a song. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, we, we've done it both ways, because Bill has, he had written a song and actually sent me the lyrics to it or the words, and then I would come up with the music for it. So it's just it works out both ways or different, you know, all the time. But uh, we sure have a good time doing it. Oh well, that now, is one of the cool. things we one of the I'm sorry, Emma, but one of the things we do in our show is is uh, about halfway through our second set, um, I'll just point somebody out and say, "Tell us the first thing that pops into your mind." And they might say um, cigarettes, or they might say um, um, Labrador, and we'll make up a song using that word right there on the spot. And I'll say, well, you know, what's your favorite genre? Do you like jazz? Do you like country? Do you like rock? And whatever it is, Randy will start playing a riff, and I'll start making up words, and um, that's kind of how we do things. Um, so we'll just make it up, and then we'll sit down, quite frankly, our wives are really good at, at keeping us grounded. <laughs> so we sit down with them and, and play for them, and they say, oh, man, that, that wording there stinks. Well, that that sounds, you know, it's not right. So you need to try this. So it's a pretty good collaboration of things. I think we've got, uh, I think we've got nine or ten that we've turned into uh, uh, the BMI in Nashville, and, and uh, uh-huh. none of them have been picked up, and, and we're okay with that. Um, but they're out there if somebody wants them. Well, that is awesome. I know. I mean, everybody listening, you know, the, these guys are awesome. And uh, if you're, do you guys play mostly around Southern Indiana, or do you play 
in Illinois, or or you know, how far north and south do you guys go? Yeah, we we play in southern Illinois and uh, southern Indiana, um, and then we go down to Kentucky once in a while, maybe once or twice a year, uh, northern Kentucky. Um, we've been as far away as Iowa to play. Uh, we played in oh, Iowa wow. over Labor Day last weekend for for a golf outing and a, and a fun time. Uh, so yeah, I mean we go wherever we're needed, but uh, it's mostly in this area right now. Oh well, that's cool. Yeah. So I mean, anybody that's that's listening and you get a chance, you know, head over and uh, see these guys if you see them advertised somewhere because they are awesome, awesome guys, and they're fun too. <laughs> Yeah, we well, thank you. Yeah, if it's not fun, then we're not. We end up not doing it, you know. <laughs> right. That's what it's all about. We told each other when we started this ten years ago. We looked each other in the eye and said, "Look, when this is no longer fun, or it's interrupting our personal lives with our kids, grandkids, wives, whatever, then we quit." Uh-huh. You know, and yeah. uh, it hasn't interrupted anything yet. So we just keep doing well, that it. Is That's quite a, quite a big rush when we get together and do. We got. We're doing a show tonight, a private party tonight, so we're excited about that as well. Oh, yeah. Where's your party at tonight? That's here in Vincennes, uh, one of the local uh, local um, organizations having a members-only uh, picnic and cookout tonight. So we're excited oh, about that. It's cool. at the Harmony Society here in town. Oh, yeah? Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, it's going to be a good time. There'll probably be, I don't know, we're, we're hoping that there's two to 300 people there. Oh, I'm sure there will be. I'm sure yeah, there will it's be. It's outside, so, it, you know, you won't be able to social distance. It's at a huge outdoors park, so we're pretty excited uh, about that. And we're Right now, we're, that's about all we're doing is outside stuff because we're a couple of old guys that don't want to get sick, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll they'll have a little, uh, you know, fan or two that you guys can, can uh, put on you. So um, the other day when we talked uh, to get this this show set up, uh, you talked about a uh, story when you first met or you first started. Yeah, yeah. The very first song uh, that we wrote, um, I was sitting uh, out on my back porch one evening, and uh, I, I'd lost a son. Uh, he was 20 years old, and that's been 20 years ago now. And he was telling me <laughs> I needed to go get a pen and paper and write this down. So I sat down out on my back porch and wrote this song out. I started at the upper left-hand corner and finished at the bottom right-hand corner and never picked my pen up. I did. I literally, oh, wow. my son was telling me exactly what word to say. And so we get done in my head, and I go in and try and sing it to my wife, and she's like, you're not making any sense. You're crying too much. So... When I finally calmed down and got it done, I sent it to Randy. I said, dude, you have got to hear this because Nicholas just told me this song. He said, okay. Oh, wow. So I go back outside and sit down, and, and I have a sign in my backyard on my fence that says, what a wonderful world on it that was painted by my friend Randy here. And uh-huh. right above it was a cardinal looking right at me. And I'm like, well, that's kind of strange. Okay. I've never seen a cardinal in our backyard especially sitting on top of that sign. So I send uh-huh. the music to Randy. Randy, uh, we go have breakfast the next morning, and we come to his house and sit down, and he has played, he starts playing, and in my brain when I was writing those words down was exactly what he was playing. 
And I uh-huh. swear to you, this is all true. I swear to you, this is all true. We had done playing. We did one take of the song and was playing it back. And we looked out Randy's back window. And on the same sign that he made for me, he has one just like it in his backyard. Guess what's uh-huh. sitting on top of it? A cardinal. Oh, my God. So, yeah. And it, yeah. And it really freaked us out. So we have not changed that song one one bit since we sat down and wrote it that day. And uh, that kind of got got our creative juices going then. And uh-huh. uh, none of them have fallen together as well as the first two that we wrote. But um, I think we wrote, I think it's nine of them that we've written uh, so far. So, you know, and, and we could, if we really wanted to, we could sit down and write any day. It's just um, we don't. <laughs> life. Yeah, we, yeah, it's just life gets in the way sometimes. So some of the stuff that we do with these shows that, that you know, they say whatever word they say and we make those songs up, we really need yeah. to start taping those so that we know what's going on because some of <laughs> you, them aren't you too should. bad. You should. You should. You should do that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I do video too, you know. <laughs> if you need ah, somebody you to go. tape the show, yeah, if you need somebody to tape the show, let me know. Um, you I'm go. telling That's you, awesome, Emma. Thank you. That'd be great. cool. That'd yeah, be cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I never thought to tell you that the other day when I was talking to you, but uh, you know, I was doing twelve different things. So, um, I'll, you know, our time is almost up, but I do want you guys to come back. And, uh, okay. and, and that's more. Um, if you want to tell everybody, I know you guys have a Facebook, uh, spiel out those little thingies. And then, uh, I understand that you, uh, are going to do a song for us live. We'd love to is do that, that. Is, is, is that correct? Or was I just yeah, dreaming? Yeah, we would love to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, go ahead and, and let us know, you know, what you guys' Facebook is and, and all that stuff, and uh, then we'll do the song. Okay. So our Facebook page is uh, just one more, and the, it's not the word one. It's the number one. It's actually try just one more. So you just go in and type at try just one more, uh, and you'll pick up our page. Um, it's also connected to our personal pages, uh it's Randy Bunty, B-U-N-T-E, and Bill Lawfer, L-O-F-F-E-R. Um, I just this morning hooked up a uh, email address as well, and it is uh, just one more, uh, J-U-S-T, the number one, M-O-R-E, at yahoo.com. So cool. Um, we've got that squared away, and, and uh, yeah, that's about as technical as we are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, join the club, son. <laughs> oh my God! Oh yeah, and, and so, the song um, we're gonna do is the one that you kind of. The song we're gonna do is the one you kind of let in with. Uh, it's called um, "Our Own Mexico," and we wrote this at like um, three o'clock in the morning in um, uh, Kentucky, in Henderson, Kentucky, after a songwriters convention. So, oh, wow. uh, it, it, when, it that one came together pretty darn fast. It's just a fun song about not being able to go to Mexico because you can't afford it. All righty. Here's just one more whenever you guys are ready. All right. Whenever you're ready, man. Boom. Sitting 
Sitting in the backyard around the fire will say Our island dreams have come from an old box saying No catch, no dinero We can't afford Mexico Leaning back in my lawn chair And I'm closing my eyes I dream of pretty senoritas drinking my side. Let's find a way to go down to Mexico. Incredible sunsets will be like
sing one for me? We will. Thanks. Okay, great. That was just one more from Vincennes, Indiana, a local uh, band there. And we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back with uh, my next guest, Mr. Larry Fedewa, and we're going to be talking uh, current events and a little bit of everything with Larry. You never know what he's going to be saying. So we'll be back in just a few. This is Saturdays with Emma right here on BBS Radio. And welcome back to Saturdays with Emma right here on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Emma Fry. And next up is a really cool guy. Uh, his name is Larry Fedewa, and he is a Ph.D., so I guess I should call him Dr. Larry. Uh, he's a conservative commentator and radio talk show host of his own. Um, on social and political issues, he's a former international technology executive, a business owner, a college president, and if all that doesn't impress you, this might impress you. He also lives on an Arabian horse farm near Washington, D.C. Now, that's what caught my eye, Larry. Let's in and let's bring Larry on. Hey, Larry. Well, good afternoon. Or morning, I guess it is there, right? No, it's afternoon. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, we're a little different time zone, I think. No, we're the same time zone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's okay. Um, you're here now, and that's and that's what's important. So, um, I hope everything is going well where you are at. Um, Larry's been on the show before, so uh, he's not he's not a, a newbie to to this. And I just love to hear his voice, guys. That's that's why I brought him on. <laughs> we'll just sit here and listen to Larry talk. Um, when I was getting all this stuff together uh, for our chat today, Larry, I saw you've got a website and. Uh, that you do a, a column on, and you've got a, a column, and and on. He's got all kinds of stuff. He's he's you know the tech guy, um, and the last one that I saw that you sent me uh, was, let's see, what was it called? Um, I wrote it down. Political climate. You're looking at the political climate and other climate. Uh, original, well, where'd it go? Well, anyway, his latest, sorry, guys, um, I dropped my paper. So the latest column, uh, he, he does a lot of, of uh, political well, stuff. So tell us about your column, Larry. Well, I think the latest one was uh, regarding the uh, dissenting that's coming from the senior, retired senior military officers. Yes, yeah, there it is. I found it now. Um, yeah, the senior military uh, detesters, patriots or rogues. Yeah, yeah. So tell us, tell us about that. Um, there was a thing on Fox uh, News, I guess, about that as well. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the the big question is, uh, are they uh, patriots or rogues? And uh, my 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 position is. Uh, first of all, they are by getting involved in uh, telling the current active duty co com commanders 
mm-hmm. that they should be uh, they should make the decision as to which uh, presidential uh, mandates they should follow and which they should ignore, and that's what they're doing, and that is uh, explicitly outlawed by the Universal Code of Military Justice. And explicitly, it talks also about retired uh, retired uh, personnel. And it says if you're still drawing pay from the uh, United States military, then you are bound by the uh, Universal uh, Code of Military Justice, just like uh, as you were on active duty. And right. So they're violating they're violating their own oath of office to begin with. And of course, there's a much bigger issue, and that is why why is it that the founders of the uh, Constitution uh, wanted to maintain civilian control over the military? And the answer is very well from their point of view. They knew that if they had, did not have a, an armed electorate, that uh, they never could have uh, defeated the British Army. It was the private weapons uh, in the colonial uh, population that, that were used to, uh, in fact, uh, defeat the, uh, the British and uh, provide for our independence. So that that was their bias, and the fact is that Whoever, whoever uh, controls the guns controls the people. And right. if you have the military in a position to decide whether or not they're going to support the civilian authority, then they are, in fact, uh, taking over the, uh, the government. And we've seen that that is an absolute formula for disaster in uh, many other countries, the most recent being Egypt, and Venezuela. So it's it's critical that American military uh, su- submit to uh, the civilian authority, no matter what the politics or the or the policies of the current president are. He's still the commander in chief. Right. So I feel that these gentlemen are uh, they are probably well intentioned, but the fact is they're actually committing treason, in my opinion, or they're supporting it anyway. And uh, I feel, as a civilian, I'm appalled by that. I, I feel that they should be keeping their mouths shut and that they shouldn't be increasing pressure on the active military to try to undertake such a responsibility as deciding whether or not to follow a presidential uh, directive. And uh, that is, in my opinion, that, that sh- there's somebody, they should actually draw a court-martial and accuse somebody of that uh, of that of that behavior, even if they lost, even if they if they were not prosecuted, it would still send a real signal that this is a serious issue, and you guys had better keep your mouth shut. Well, I agree. I mean, they, the the army, you know, is there. It's the president, is their boss. They need to listen. And I mean, I don't know what possesses them to think that they're they're, you know, above the law for lack of a better, a better term. You know what I mean? That that they can just go in there and do whatever, whatever they want. I mean, that's not their job. Um, you know, and it, and it's like all these uh, 
people destroying, you know, cities and buildings and statues and stuff. I mean, the, the they need to go in there and and you know do their job and corral these people. I don't know what's going on. Well, I think that there's really, possibly anyway, uh, an, uh, <clears throat> an additional uh, uh, factor, and that is that ever since 1948. The United States has been, uh, the foreign policy of the United States has basically been to uh, to be uh, the beacon of light in the world, to uh, be the policeman of the world, to uh, be the missionaries of uh, democracy throughout the world. And we've done that by almost continuous wars since 1948. Most of which are not, none of which were a world war, but they were, starting with the Korean War, we've been at almost constant uh, war ever since. And now here comes a civilian who gets to be president, and his approach is entirely different. He thinks right. that w wars are the engines of evil, and uh, and therefore we need to get rid of these wars, and these officers whose lives have been devoted mainly to that uh, view of American supremacy, they uh, they just can't get over it. And they, they believe that he's trying to destroy the world and destroy the United States' position in the world. And that is just not their call. I mean, it, whether they're right or wrong, it is not their call. So exactly. I think that's really behind a lot of this. Yeah, and and I mean it's pretty sad when politicians, you know, the the Democrats and and you know from what I understand, I mean I could be wrong, but some Republicans as well, you know, is is backing them up on this, and it's like you know it, it's just stupid. It's in my opinion, it's just plain stupid. Dangerous too. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you know I don't know what they they think they're going to accomplish by doing that, but you know it's like. Holy crap. So, well, so, what they hope to accomplish is they hope to cripple the president. So he, he calls out the military, and the military doesn't come. And then what are you well, going to do? Yeah, yeah. See, and and that was, you know, one of the, the things. It's like, you know, maybe he should just, you know, tell him. But like you said, if they don't show up, then what, then what are you going to do, you know? But somebody, somebody has to corral these people. I mean, it's just, it's getting to be crazy. It's just, it's just plum craziness, you know. Well, you have the, you know, uh, General Mathis, who was a former defense secretary, and General uh, Kelly, who was a former Trump uh, chief of staff, and they're right out there with the uh, two of the three of the last four. Uh, chief of uh, uh, joint chiefs of uh, uh, out there, uh, all telling the telling the current officers, the current commanders, that they should be uh, they should not follow the the uh, if the president makes a uh, call up of the military for civilians unrest, they should de they should decline to go. That is treason. That is treason. That's just, and, it, and it's just, look at all these people that are getting hurt and killed and, you know, businesses tore up and everything because these, 
you know, if, if President Trump does send them out and, you know, and even if some do go, then the ones that the army guys that do go, you know, their life's going to be, you know, a living, you know what, from from the other army guys. So, I mean, it's just a no-win situation. I, I don't know what what the president should do or, or, you know, could do in that in that case other than, you know, tell him to go. I don't know. It's just it's just craziness. And then it's like there was a a thing on um did you see the thing where uh the uh forget which town it was in Florida. I want to say St. Petersburg. One of one of those uh where the uh they're going to replace the police in these riots oh, with social workers. Did you yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, they was going to replace the police with social workers in in everything except violent cases, and it's like, well, why would you want to get rid of the police? You know, be, and and put social workers in there. That what are they going to do? Talk them to death? I just, <laughs> I mean, come on, people. Yeah, of course that raises the whole issue of. This uh, this uh, so-called institutional racism, and uh, that that is, that's that that is an entirely. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's a false issue, frankly. I think that that uh, the the racism in in the sense of uh, people preferring their own kind. Um, I think that's uh, pretty universal in the human race, including on the black population as well as the white population. Yeah. But the fact when we when we try to we try to we try to raise above that when it comes to uh, to uh, we have to be have everybody has to be equal before the law and there has to be equal justice. And right. we we've made a lot of made a lot of progress since 1776 but frankly not enough i think i think there is a real there is a real position there that 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 there we do need to get more uh, uh better better judges better laws better police conduct and and so on but we don't do it by revolution we don't do it by going and 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 uh, Wrecking right. stores and re- and and, yep. and hurting people, you know, we do it by the ballot box. We 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 get uh, we get politicians that make better rules and uh, better laws. And so, I, I unfortunately, I think that the, the causes has merit, but they're they're picking the wrong target. They are picking the wrong target. That's just, I mean, but how do you get? better politicians and better, you know, laws if decent people that could possibly get those done doesn't run. Or if they do run, then, you know, all the others, you know, make it so hard to get anything through, you know, Congress or or the House, you know, or wherever to get it to the president's desk. I mean, 
some of them just don't even want to do it from what I'm seeing, you know, decent, decent people. And if they're in the, in the, you know, beltway or the, you know, little bubble of, of Washington, DC, you know, they, they, it's like they lose, you know, contact with the real world. It's just, you know, you, you see somebody that just gets, you know, like a, a freshman congressman or senator and the next year it's like, they seem like they've they've been there forever, and they start you know doing stuff like the you know Nancy Pelosi or you know whoever Mitch McConnell or whoever you know what I mean. So how do we do that? How do we get decent people to come and and want to change the laws and are able to change the laws? Well, I mean, I think we start with the fact that most of the complaints that that the people are uh, raising. And most of the acts of uh, law and justice and law and order that take place in American cities are actually executed by local uh, local authorities. And it's not really a federal issue. It's really how do you get better mayors? How do you get better city councils? How do you get better uh, people that are going to uh, uh, do the kinds of things that are really needed, like uh, improve the schools, for example, and uh, and the only way that is going to happen is if the people in the, that do the voting, the voters, decide that uh, they're they're going to support people who are in fact uh, advocating the kinds of real solutions that are are tr- truly needed, and that means. Since most of them are black now, it means the black people have to stand up and start being counted for the kinds of things that they really want. Because white people don't even live in those in those uh, cities for the most part. It's the it's the black people that have taken over all of local governments in the big cities, and they're the ones that are responsible for all these problems. And yet, they're 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 blaming it on white people who aren't even there. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, this problem's, you know, local as well as, as federal, but, you know, they do. The the black people need to get in there and, and find out the issues and find out what's going on. I mean, I've, I've got some, some black friends at work and, you know, they look at me and they, you know, I, and I'd say, are you guys going to vote, you know, in the, in the election in November? Well, why should we? Nobody listens to us. You know, it doesn't matter what we say. They're going to do what they're going to do anyway, you know, and even at the local level. I mean, when I was a, a news reporter uh, on the radio years ago, I would, my, my beat was the, the county council, city county council and the school board and, and like that. And I mean, there, there was one person that was the bully on the board and everybody had to cower down to them. And, you know, and I would tell the other guys, you know, the other, the other politicians, for lack of a better word, the other school board members, I said, you know, why are you letting them do that? Go up there and, and stand up to them and tell them, no, we, the kids need X, Y, and Z, not just your kid who's the football star getting passed through every, you know, every grade because, you know, he's going to get a scholarship. I mean, it's just, it's craziness. And, and, you know, the, the, the people now, you know, it's the same way, like you said, with the with the local and the the national. You know, they've got to stand on their feet and get up and say something. 
Well, they, and at the very least, they, they should be voting for the people that are going to they're going to try to get the the laws and the uh, you know take an example of school choice. Every place they've taken any polls of, of parents of uh, parents in, in uh, urban areas, their their favor the the favor of uh, the 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 statistics show that the uh, school choice of one kind or another, whether it be charter schools or private schools or uh, some kind of uh, some kind of hybrid, whatever it is, that school choice is overwhelmingly popular, and that the, the, the parents know that their kids are not getting a good education in the in the in the ghettos, and and yet. Do you find who do you find in charge of of uh, the schools in, in ghettos? You find the uh, the uh, teachers unions mm-hmm. and and the people that are that are uh, responsible for keeping getting improving education and, and and getting better teachers and getting better conditions and and all those things. Uh, they are, they don't even they don't care. They're 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 not uh, they support the teachers union. The teachers' union supplies a lot of the money for the politicians to get elected, and so right. you have a you have a uh, uh, very corrupt uh, circular uh, transfer of funds and and votes and power. And that's just if if you want to stop, you want to improve things, you've got to stop that. You've got to get people uh, organized, and you've got to go out and vote the kind of people that you want and. There are some places where they do that, but in these big cities in the, in, uh, in in America, from Los Angeles to Seattle to Chicago to Boston to Washington D.C., you, you they don't do that. They they just have their own their own convenient uh, niches, and everybody does exactly what they're supposed to do according to the the dictates of whoever's in power. It, it's just a very a very corrupt and a very inefficient system. Oh, I totally agree. And I mean, I've got friends that are school teachers, and and it's like they can't discipline the kids. They can't look at them. I mean, even if they look at them cross-eyed, it's like the kid screams, you know, that they're gonna, you know, call the cops on them and this and that and the other. And you know, so I don't know, you know. It's just nuts. It's just nuts. Well, Mr. Larry, this has been very interesting. Um, in our time, we got about, I believe, about five minutes, six minutes, something like that left. So, um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I mean, this discussion is definitely not, not over by a long shot, but I don't know where to find the people that are willing, the good people that are willing to do it. And, and some of them are, as you said, but then it's like you get in there and, and, I mean, even the local school around here, which is in the middle of nowhere, you know, the, it's, it's kind of getting to be more like Indianapolis and, and Chicago where they just kind of, you know, whoever has the money or whoever has the, the influence, you know, I mean, it's, it's just nuts. It's just nuts. We need some common sense in America again. Well, there are there are signs of hope 
for example, uh, the, the Woodson uh, initiative, Bob Woodson, and uh, he's, he's a new, he's, he started this organization in, uh, in Washington, D.C., but it's, he has chapters now in many of the cities in the United States, and their whole thing is uh, if it's going to take uh, black folks that are intelligent and have the ability to do good things for themselves and their people, that uh, they should be identified young and they should be uh, trained and being given uh, the uh, tools to uh, to actually make a mark when they're adults. And so they have these these really significant programs. I mean, you know, they have literally uh, thousands of uh, people over the entire country that are uh, in these in these programs of uh, trying to train the new leadership, the next generation. And I mean, that is. That is lighting a candle instead of cursing the darkness. Well, that's good that, that somebody's trying to do that um, because that's, that's what we need. We need more light, more light. And, I mean, they just somebody has to, to stand up and do it, and, and the other people need to let them do it, you know? Well, because these people... Like, the Woodson group are very, uh, they're very courageous people, and and uh, you're starting to see a lot more publicity now for for Bob Woodson himself. He's now a regular on uh, the uh, Lou Dobbs show, for example, on mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, Fox Business News Network. Uh, and uh, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot more discussion, uh, unfortunately. The the electorate is so divided right now that that uh, people on both on either side are you know they just don't listen to anybody else. They don't they don't uh, they don't even want to hear uh, uh, anybody with a different opinion. Instead instead of arguing about it, they try to shut them up. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. And you know that, that's just. Uh, that drives me insane. I just want to go and shake them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Larry, uh, it looks like our time is up for this show, but I want you to come back uh, two weeks from today, and we'll talk some more about this and um, you know other stuff that's going on. So I, I just love having you on the show, and it always goes way too fast. Well, it's my pleasure. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Just let everybody know your website and your and your uh, all that good stuff before before we head on out of here. How about that? Well, the website is drlarryonline dot com, and you'll find uh, all of my uh, all my recent work is on that. Uh, that's the columns, that's poetry, that's some stories. Uh, and if you want to be a, a weekly uh, subscriber, you you find a page there that will uh, allow you to uh, uh, sign up, and uh, and you get on the, on the weekly uh, distribution of, because we do a different. This is Richfield Press, and we do a different uh, uh, column every week. Well, I know the the ones that I get, I I just love to sit there and read them and and. Uh, 
there's just there's so much information packed in them. You know, you you don't I don't know where to stop whenever I get reading them, and it's like holy moly. <laughs> but it is it is awesome, and um, it's all well written. And everybody, head on over to to Dr. Larry online and uh, check those out. So I want to thank my guests uh, today. Just one more that was on earlier, and uh, I want to thank Dr. Larry for all of his uh, insight and information. And like I said, these, these shows just go way too fast when you're on, Larry. Well, we thank you for inviting me, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll be talking soon. All righty. Well, you have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to Saturdays with Emma right here on BBS Radio Channel 1.